Good morning, and welcome to Current Radio. It's Sunday, January 14th. Better BF keeps his belts and perfect record by stopping Smith, and Special Stroud propels Texans to a wildcard win. Plus, Sinner advances with a first-round Aussie Open win, and UM's McCarthy will declare his NFL decision this Sunday. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. In an exhilarating boxing match, Artur Baterbiev has successfully defended his WBC, WBO, and IBF light heavyweight titles with a seventh-round TKO victory over Callum Smith. Helena, can you give us more insight into this match? Absolutely, Stephen. Baterbiev, who is ESPN's number seven-ranked pound-for-pound boxer and number two light heavyweight, dominated the fight. He buckled Smith with a chopping right hand before an avalanche of punches dropped the challenger. Smith did manage to survive the second knockdown, but his trainer, Buddy McGirt, had to halt the bout. This victory makes Betterbiev the only boxing champion with a 100% knockout ratio, right? Yes, that's correct. Betterbiev's aggressive style and excellent jab were too much for Smith. He was ahead 58-56, 58-56, and 59-55 when the fight was stopped with one minute left in round seven. This win keeps Betterbiev on track for a highly anticipated showdown with fellow Russian Dmitry Bivol for the undisputed light heavyweight championship. Bivol, who holds the WBA title at 175 pounds, has already agreed to his side of a deal for a meeting with Betterbiev in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. What can you tell us about this potential matchup? Well, Bivol is ESPN's number one light heavyweight and number four pound-for-pound boxer. He owns a win over Canelo Alvarez, which is no small feat. Betterbiev has expressed his desire for this fight, saying he needs another belt. However, top-ranked chairman Bob Arum has mentioned that the fight might not happen until after Ramadan, which ends on April 8th, as Betterbiev is a devout Muslim. In other news, Christian Bealey remained undefeated with a sixth-round stoppage win over Rohan Murdoch, and Jason Maloney retained his WBO bantamweight title with a majority decision victory over Saul Sanchez. Helena, what are your thoughts on these matches? Mbili, who is ESPN's number seven-ranked super middleweight, put on a thrilling power display, lifting the crowd to its feet. As for Maloney, he swept the championship rounds on two scorecards to pull out the win in the first defense of his 118-pound belt. Both matches were quite a spectacle and show the depth of talent in the boxing world. Indeed, it was a night full of action and excitement. Thanks for your insights, Helena. In other news, the Houston Texans have turned the tables on the Cleveland Browns, winning their wildcard matchup 45-14. This comes after a Week 16 loss to the Browns that the Texans took personally. The star of the show was undoubtedly quarterback C.J. Stroud. Helena, can you shed some light on Stroud's performance? Absolutely, Stephen. Stroud had a historic day, tying the NFL record for most touchdown passes by a rookie in a playoff game. He was praised by Texans coach Demeco Ryans as being special and the reason the team is in its current position. Ryans and Stroud also made history as the third rookie coach quarterback duo since 1950 to win a playoff game. That's quite an achievement. And Stroud's not just breaking records, he's also breaking age barriers, isn't he? Indeed, he became the youngest quarterback to win a playoff contest, surpassing Michael Vick. Stroud was clearly thrilled with the win expressing his excitement for the team and the city of Houston, and his gratitude for being in the position he's in. Let's talk about the game itself. 
The Texans trailed in the second quarter, but then went on a 35-0 run. What turned the tide? The momentum shifted when Stroud threw a four-yard pass to tight end Brevin Jordan, who ran for 72 yards after the catch into the end zone. This put the Texans up 17-14. Then, just before halftime, Stroud found Dalton Schultz wide open for another touchdown. Ryans emphasized the importance of finishing and executing, and the team certainly delivered. And the Texans' defense also played a key role in this victory, didn't they? Absolutely. In the third quarter, cornerback Steven Nelson and linebacker Chris Harris intercepted Browns quarterback Joe Flacco, returning both picks for touchdowns. Derek Stingley, the former number three pick cornerback, did an outstanding job limiting Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper to just four catches. So what's next for the Texans? They're waiting to see who they'll face in the divisional round, but they seem confident, don't they? They certainly do. As long as they have Stroud performing at a historic level, they're confident in any matchup. As Brevin Jordan put it, if all 11 players are on the same page, they feel like nobody can play with them. It's a sentiment that's hard to argue with, given their recent performance. Well, it will be interesting to see how the Texans fare in the divisional round. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Meanwhile, the Australian Open is underway, and fourth seed Janik Sinner is off to a promising start in his quest for his first Grand Slam title. He defeated unseeded Dutchman Botik van de Zanschulp in the opening round. Helena, our tennis expert, is here to break down the match for us. Helena, what stood out to you in Sinner's performance? Steven, Sinner's performance was impressive, especially considering he had no competitive matches leading up to the tournament. He started strong grabbing a break in the opening game, and then held his own, eventually taking the first set with winners on both flanks. Despite a slight wobble in the third set, he managed to close out the match and secure his spot in the second round. So who is Sinner set to face in the second round? He'll be meeting either Jesper de Jong or Pedro Cachin. But let's not forget about the other matches. Italian Matteo Arnaldi beat Adam Walton in the first round, and the first match to go the full five sets was won by Francisco Cerundolo, who edged out Australian Dane Sweeney. There was also a notable upset, wasn't there? Yes, indeed. Marin Cilic, the 2018 runner-up, was defeated by Fabian Marosan of Hungary. It's always interesting to see how these tournaments can be unpredictable. And we've also had a withdrawal, correct? Yes, unseated Matteo Berrettini had to withdraw due to a foot injury. He was set to play a first-round match against Stefanos Tsitsipas, but will now be replaced by Zizou Bergs. Injuries can really change the dynamics of these tournaments. Certainly, it's a reminder of the physical demands of the sport. Thanks for your insights, Helena. We'll continue to keep a close eye on the Australian Open as it unfolds. In a different arena, in the wake of Michigan's national championship win against Washington, Fans are eagerly awaiting decisions from quarterback J.J. McCarthy and coach Jim Harbaugh about their plans for the 2024 season. Helena, can you give us some insight into this situation? Absolutely, Stephen. McCarthy, who is draft eligible as a junior, has said he plans to announce his decision Sunday morning. He's had a stellar career at Michigan with a 27-1 record and a national championship under his belt. He's also Mel Kuyper Jr.'s fifth-ranked quarterback in his NFL draft rankings. So there's a lot of anticipation around his decision. And what about Coach Harbaugh? His future seems to be in doubt as well. That's correct, Stephen. Harbaugh's contract with Michigan is up, and there are reports of NFL teams showing interest. He's even hired longtime agent Don Yee. 
Athletic Director Ward Manuel has said he's working on getting Harbaugh a new contract, but nothing is confirmed yet. It seems like the fans are really rallying behind both McCarthy and Harbaugh. Can you tell us more about the atmosphere at the event? Certainly, Stephen. Fans were chanting one more year for McCarthy and 10 more years for Harbaugh. Both McCarthy and Harbaugh acknowledged the support, but neither gave a definitive answer about their future. Instead, they reflected on the past year and the team's accomplishments. It's clear that both McCarthy and Harbaugh have had a significant impact on Michigan's football program, and we'll have to wait and see what the future holds for them. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now, as we wrap up our stories for today, we want to thank you for listening to Current Radio and look forward to having you back here tomorrow.